K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Black on Both Sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kunta 3X. Uh, the other half of, my, of, your, of your host is my esteemed colleague, my right-hand man, my toucan Sam, my ace in the hole, 9 out of 10 Dennis. Fuck with this dude, Mr. Be Honest. What up, B? What's going on, man? What's going on, Kunta? Like, it's been, a, it's been a long week. It's been a long week. Well, a long week for who? For, for you, I guess, because you've been telling me all week what kind of a, abuse I'm going to get this week, so... Wow. I just I'm like ready. I just like bringing the drama immediately. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to no sugar. Nah, we just gonna we just, <laughs> just, just unrelated. What the fuck is a pussy foot? I don't know. Maybe it's like a rabbit foot. It's probably good luck. Is it? I don't know. I would think so. Pussy footing around. Depends on whose pussy it is. Fair enough. And whose foot too. Reminds me of this movie I saw, The Fist, The Whole Fist, and Nothing But the Fist, and a Foot. I digress. Let's get ready to rumble. Be honest, are you ready? Man, come on. You know I'm ready. I was born ready. We're stepping in the podcast dojo. The moment is here. It's happening. It's happening, be honest. I'm not, I'm not gonna say I told you so, but nigga. This here, these articles of, a, of impeachment, this, this impeachment investigation right here, right here, dog. <laughs> the, this impeachment investigation of 45, man. <laughs> I told you this shit was going to happen. I you're, told you. You're a clown. It didn't happen the way I thought it would. Why? Because politics are ridiculous now. But there are some things you just can't fucking do unless you've been living under a fucking rock, which you may. Um, shit got real, hit the fan, the script done flipped. The president of the United States in the year of our Lord, 2019 of September, late September, had an official impeachment investigation launched against him as is appropriate based on the Constitution, by the United States Congress, particularly the House of Representatives, as announced by Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Why? Now, be honest, I know you know why, but let's walk our listeners through in case they may or may not know. Please. Okay. So how do we get to these to this impeachment investigation? What is an impeachment investigation? It's the first step before the House comes back with articles of impeachment. Articles of impeachment have charges. They charge the president with doing something naughty. That Those articles of impeachment are then brought before the Senate, where the Senate acts as essentially a jury. And these articles are tried before the Senate as if it were a court of law to impeach the president. If the impeachment is successful, the president is then removed from office. Be honest, do you want to know how many presidents have been removed via the articles of impeachment and the impeachment process? One, right? Zero. Zero. Oh, that's right, because he resigned. The, the, it's happened three other times in United States history. The first, uh, and forgive me if I'm wrong, I believe it was Andrew Jackson. And maybe I'm wrong. But it's an old fucker. Right. From like the 1700s, 1800s, early 1800s. 
right. early 1800s, not the 1700s. That'd be ridiculous. The 1800s, early to mid. And uh, he was impeached by Congress, and he had enough support in the Senate not to get his ass removed. Right. The next time that it happened was in the, uh, was it late 60s, early 70s? Yep. Early 70s with Richard Milhouse Nixon due to the Watergate scandal in which he was accused of eardropping, as my grandparents would say, eavesdropping, getting illegal surveillance, illegally uh, spying on the Democratic National Convention. Why? To gain information regarding a political rival. Richard Milhouse Nixon was impeached in the United States uh, Congress, the House of Representatives. Richard Milhouse Nixon was then informed that the Senate, he was a Republican president, the Senate was primarily Republican in in charge of the Republican Party, were not going to go in his favor. Right. I neglected to say to remove a president requires two-thirds of the votes of the United States Senate to do so. So Richard Milhouse Nixon was informed two-thirds of the United States Senate was going to vote to uh, impeach his ass and he would be forcefully removed from office. Not a bright man, but a brighter man than most. Richard Milhouse Nixon decided, you know what? I'm not going to be first in this shit. So he resigned yep. immediately. Yep. After he resigned, the vice president, Gerald R. Ford, became immediately president. What did Mr. Ford do immediately upon becoming president? Pardoned Richard Milhouse Nixon of all the crimes of which he was charged, which are federal, meaning he got away scot-free, except in the public persona. He was, he was synonymous with being a crook, lying, and American presidential horribleness. <laughs> okay. The next time that someone was impeached was, in most of our listeners, I would expect, lifetime, which would be William H. Clinton, Bill Clinton. Now, be honest, do you know how the articles of impeachment, the investigation, the initial investigation, what it was about? Um, It was about him perjuring himself. Nope. It was about a deal he had in an investment uh, boondoggle called Whitewater. Oh, okay. So there was a special investigator that was charged to investigating the Clintons' interactions, dealings with a business deal involving something called Whitewater. In the process of doing that, they found out that the president got blowies from one Monica Lewinsky. When asked about the blowies, he may or may not have fudged a bit about whether or not that was intercourse. That was the basis for Mr. Clinton, Bill Clinton, President Clinton, so, arguably. So then that wasn't perjuring himself? The first black president. Hmm? That wasn't him perjuring himself, saying that he, he didn't have intercourse with her? That, that, that's, I yes, that's, that's what that was about. Okay. That he was impeached in the House, the United States House of Representatives. The Democrats, President Clinton was a Democrat, had the majority of the Senate and the articles. He was not impeached in the Senate. In the Senate. So that's what's called a Clinton slash Andrew Jackson impeachment, which means you're basically just impeached in the House of Representatives, and your presidency becomes lame duck. Bill Clinton's president became so lame duck that notwithstanding the fact that the Clinton presidency ushered in some of the most financially lucrative times of the United States in United States history, his successor, Vice President, uh, drawing a blank, drawing a blank, he's bored. (laughs) Help me out, B. Gave us the internet. Uh, Gore. Al Gore. Al Gore. Al Gore, notwithstanding the fact, overseeing some of the most 
financially lucrative and what me and Beyonce will likely call some of the best days of our lives as far as American stuff, he could not maintain uh, Democratic um, leadership in the White House, and he lost a hotly contested base, hotly contested um, election to George uh, W. Bush, which, um, although some people argue whether or not there was inappropriate and proper things done for Bush to win, at the end of the day, we know one thing for certain, two things for sure. Al Gore did not win his home state of Tennessee. So I put that squarely on him. Yeah. All right, so we've got three times in the history of these three United States, that someone has been brought up on impeachment. That was until this week when Nancy Pelosi announced that articles of impeachment were formally launched against President Donald J. Trump. So, how did we get here? Be honest, you remember when... Donald Trump got elected, and shortly thereafter, we were talking about maybe he had some Russian influence, and maybe some people, you know, did some things from foreign countries to get him elected. Remember that conversation we had? Yeah, there were series of conversations. There were rumblings about that. There weren't much rumblings. To it. Remember, Donald Trump said, you know, no collusion, no collusion. I didn't do it. Remember all those people that were part of the Trump election? Uh, election, part of the Trump election effort, a lot of them got, you know, indicted and went to jail, the Manaforts, um, Cohen's, etc. You remember that? I do remember. It wasn't, it wasn't much that they could tie back to him, so. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't much they could tie back to him because the dude seemed insulated, like he didn't really know what he was saying, but he was saying, it's like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, maybe, maybe not, not really clear, but kind of, sort of. Right. We had the Mueller report, and even Mueller says, I'm not sure if, if Trump really knew what was going on, or if he was just saying stuff, because that Trump be crazy. Right. Trump, Trump be Trumping. Right. He, you know, he has a funny relationship with the truth, can't trust anything he says, because maybe he's playing, don't know. Right. Don't know. That's just what he does. So, the takeaway from this is that any rational person would say, hey, I probably ought not ask people to help me do shit politically that are not from here in the United States. I might ought to avoid that kind of heat altogether. Yes, remember shortly after the Mueller report, around the Mueller report was being released, that Trump had a gaffe where he said, you know, even despite the fact of FBI uh, head saying that anyone... Anyone, anyone, any candidate that finds that a, a foreign, uh, foreign government's trying to interfere or offer help, they should report that immediately to the FBI. You know, about that time when Trump said he wasn't sure what he would do if someone approached him, trying to help him, a foreign country trying to aid him. Remember he said, I'm not sure, I'd have to think about it. Remember that? I don't remember that, no. Okay, well, he did, you know. So even after that, even after almost, you know, having his presidency ended before it started and realizing, oh, shit. Probably shouldn't fuck with foreign countries to help them do anything for me in like elections and shit. That should have been driven home. Right. It was not. Shortly after the Mueller report, I guess uh, this past July, <sighs> apparently there was a phone call between Donald Trump and a foreign country, particularly that foreign country's uh, uh, leader. And a whistleblower reported that there was something about this call that seemed wrong. Well, he wasn't a whistleblower yet, right? 
know as soon as you report out, you're a whistleblower. Well, he hadn't reported it yet. He thought it was something wrong. He was still just a dude on the phone. Wait, don't jump ahead because so there are individuals, multiple individuals who have contacted someone and said, hey, we don't really feel good about a particular phone call that we heard the president have and we think that something's wrong here and you should take a look. Those are the whistleblowers. Right, but I'm saying you those were, were the those are the whistleblowers with direct with direct knowledge of what's going on. Right, but you were actually you were actually jumping ahead. Someone. Was that? I said you were the one who was actually jumping ahead because you're calling them whistleblowers before they they were just on the phone call at the time that you're speaking. Yeah, but something bothered them to to the point where they needed to report out to someone and say, "Hey, I don't feel good about this. You should take a look at this." And so they apparently contacted someone about a call President Trump had with a with the uh, president of the Ukraine. Quick aside, be honest, the president of Ukraine, have you heard anything about this guy? Uh, not much. Do you know that he ran for president as a joke? I didn't hear that, no. Did you know that he played the president on a very popular Ukrainian television show? <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. And he ran basically on a uh, campaign of, hey... I'm not the other guys. And hey, I'm going to get rid of corruption. That works. It worked here. Kind of like, I don't know, draining the swamp. It worked here. So, hey, it works. All right, be honest. So, this is how we're going to do this. I'm not going to paraphrase things. So, so, just let me fast forward a little bit. So, these whistleblowers felt uncomfortable about what they heard on the phone call between President Trump and the president of the Ukraine, whose name I'm not going to butcher and I can't say. You'll have to Google it. They felt uncomfortable, and they reported out and up to someone. That someone did further investigations and completed an official complaint that was passed through the United States uh, security, particularly you know, you know, our NSAs and et cetera, the people in charge of counterintelligence, the spies, CIA, etc., those types of people, Secret Service, all of it, Department of National Security, all of this thing. So there was a complaint that was passed along to someone, and let's call this person, hold on a second, let me uh, make sure I got it correct. So this complaint was passed along to an individual who was tasked with confirming this, this individual um, who's also anonymous uh, is within the, uh, basically is within a, an arm of the, um, of national security. And so he passed along a report to his boss. His boss at that time that the report came out uh, would be the director of of national uh, security, but it's called DNI. I don't remember what the DN director of, of what does the DNI mean? I don't Do know. You so know it's, means? it's a part of the NSA, though. I'm not really sure what the actual letters are, though. Right? Yeah. So D, the current DNI is someone called McGuire. So DNI. One second, this is very important. That's why we will make sure we get this right. Um, Joseph McGuire is the current acting director of. Intelligence. Maybe it's director of national intelligence. Maybe that's what it is. I would say yes. Yes, that's exactly it. Director of national intelligence. 
So this complaint was passed to the director of national intelligence and somehow, some way, this information that there was a quote-unquote whistleblower concerned about a phone call between President Trump and the president of Ukraine was leaked to some media outlets. Steam started building on this thing pretty quickly. In an effort to get ahead of this, President Trump did something that his administration doesn't really do. He decided, notwithstanding the fact the complaint had not been released and nobody really knew what the whistleblowing allegations were going to be about, but there was presumption based on leaked sources that had to do with a phone call in July with the head of the Ukraine. The Trump administration decides to get ahead of this and, and release the transcript, thus waiving any executive privilege over the transcript, the transcript of the actual phone call. Never happened before in the history. So, uh, be honest, let's go to this transcript really quick. I am going to paraphrase some of it, but I'm going to be quoting from it. B, have you had a chance to read the transcript? I did read it. You asked me to, so I did. Yeah, it's about five pages. Okay, President Trump to the President of Ukraine. Congratulations on a great victory. We all watched from the United States. You did a terrific job. The way you came from behind somebody who hasn't, wasn't given much of a chance and ended up winning easily. It's a fantastic achievement. Congratulations. Mm. The Ukraine president, I'm going to try to pronounce his name. I believe it's Zelensky. You're absolutely right, Mr. President. We did win big and we worked hard for this. We've worked a lot, but I would like to confess to you that I had an opportunity to learn from you. We used quite a few of your skills and knowledge. So basically you have pre the newly installed president trying to butter up Trump because if you followed politics in the last two years, you understand that the best way to get things from this president to curry favor is to kiss his ass. Kind of known, not really, not really odd, but kind of how it is. And so President, President Zelensky says, you know what? Tell you the truth. We were trying to work hard because we wanted to drain the swamp here in our own country. Hey. Right? Okay. At this point, we've got a newly installed president of a European country who is an ally to the United States. For those that don't know, the Ukraine is over there right beside Russia. And the Ukraine is actively engaged and defense of its country because Russia is invading it piece by piece, inch by inch, foot by foot on a daily basis. They are in active battle to not to be re-annexed into Russia. Right. As a result of that, there is a long, long-standing relationship between Ukraine and the United States that we offer the Ukraine military aid. Why? To stave off Russia. Why? Because it's like the Cold War. We, we fight wars and, you know, covertly, indirectly. You know, the, you know, the, our, the, our enemy's enemies, our friend type of way sort of situation. So we've, so we've supported the Ukraine. Each year, we earmark millions of dollars to go to the Ukraine to help them with their defense of, you know, and defending themselves from Russia. This is just how it's been for several years. Are you with me? Kind of. I just don't agree with your take on it. The little, the little, the little things you said here and there in between. 
you don't believe you don't believe that the Ukraine is as is someone that we've given hundreds of millions of dollars to on a yearly basis to defend against Russian invasion, which they're under, which they're actually actively fighting against every day. Not that part, the buttering up part, the part where you added in the the BS color. You know what? That's fine. Be honest. If I want something from you, I'm probably going to be nice to you. That's just you know, that's what people do. I don't even have a problem with that. Right. That's normal. That's, that's normal dialogue between two people who have a lot of power. I don't see an right. issue so far. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. I just explained to you the Ukraine needs these hundreds of millions of dollars of United States aid because the United States, by far and away, is the only country that gives them this much money. They are in an active war with Russia. Russia is trying to re-annex them back into Russia. There are Russian tanks rolling in some parts of Ukraine, and they can't do much about it. Yep, that changes nothing about what I said. You can you can what say else? it you can say it one more time. I'm gonna say the same thing. It doesn't change. Well, keep going. So, all right. So, Donald Trump. Well, it's very nice of you to say that. I will say that we do a lot for the Ukraine. We spend a lot of effort and a lot of time, much more time than European countries are doing, and they should be helping you more than they are. Germany does almost nothing for you. Okay. So all they do is talk. And I think it's something that you should really ask them about. <laughs> when I was speaking to Angela Merkel, she talks Ukraine, but she doesn't do anything. <laughs> a lot of European countries are the same way. So I think it's something you want to look at. But the United States has been very, very good to Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that it's reciprocal necessarily. uh because things are happening that are not good. But the United States has been very, very good to Ukraine. Okay. Where are we going with this? And, you know, so President Zelensky, you know, works through this and eventually he gets to, I would like to thank you for your great support in the area of defense. We are ready to continue to co cooperate for the next stages. Specifically, we are almost ready to buy more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. What's a javelin? Be honest, you know what a javelin is? That is a missile of some type. I think it's the light armor missile, though. I don't think it's anything it's huge. A, it's a tank killer. Oh, okay, there we go. So I just told you Russian tanks are rolling through some parts of Ukraine right now. Yeah. And the reason why we have not been just giving away javelins to people who are fighting Russia, Russia and some parts China is because it's very top-level technology. And there's a fear that eventually the Russians are going to get one of these things that are on the battlefield. Just that was the fear. Okay. So, but in any event, you know, we are, giving, we are selling some and giving some to the Ukraine. Right. So, this is, so I'm just going to tell you the last sentence. Specifically, we're almost ready to buy more javelins from the United States for defense purposes. The very next thing that Donald Trump says after hearing that they want to buy more javelins, uh, two steps before that hearing that they would like to thank us for our great support and defense, the very next thing President Trump says is this verbatim, I quote, I would like you to do us a favor. 
though, because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it, I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike. Okay, what is CrowdStrike? CrowdStrike is a company. Um, the company is allegedly focused on, uh, it's a firm that investigates uh, the Democratic National Convention data breach during the 2016 election. Okay, so I guess one of your wealthy people, the server, they, they say is Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on. The whole situation, I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. Mind you, we've said nothing about defense or anything like that. We're just talking about this favor. President, by the way, I'm not paraphrasing, I'm not paraphrasing at all. I'm reading word for word. Right. I would like to have the attorney general, the attorney general call you or your people. And I would like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, the whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance, performance by a man named Robert Mueller. An incompetent performance. But they say a lot started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's very important that you do if that's possible. Uh, President Zelensky. Um, well, yes, it is very important for me and everything that you just mentioned earlier. For me as a president, it is very important and we are open for any future cooperation. Okay. I am going to skip ahead. Yeah, because you skipped says, a lot of I will personally tell you that too. one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani just recently. And we are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to Ukraine and we'll, we will meet once he comes to Ukraine. I guarantee that as president of Ukraine, that all investigations will be done openly and candidly. That I assure. Let's skip ahead. Good says Donald Trump, because I heard as a prosecutor was very good and he was shut down and that's really unfair. I will ask him to call you along with my attorney general. Mr. Giuliani, Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was the mayor of New York City, a great mayor. I would like him to call you. I will ask him to call you along with the attorney general. Attorney General Rudy very much knows what's happening and he's a very capable guy. If you could speak to him, that would be great. So, so far, you know, we're just talking about CrowdStrike. We haven't mentioned any names. We're just talking about it. President goes on. The former ambassador of the United States, the woman, was bad news. And the people she was dealing with in Ukraine were bad news. So I just want to let you know that. The other thing, here's a lot of talk about Biden's son. That Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general, that would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. Let's stop there. What do you think about this so far, be honest? Okay, so I think that you are, I want to say that you're compo not compounding, that's not the right word. You're mixing a lot of things together and you're skipping some things that are necessary to give the other perspective, which is normal for how you liberals do. Um, what did I skip? Well, you, skip, you skipped everything before the javelin sentence that the, the president of the Ukraine said. And I think that that was kind of important because what we were hashing out was that there were some, by Trump's, um, I guess, perspective, 
seedy characters in the Ukraine government that were not doing what they were supposed to be doing as far as he was concerned. And I think that that was more nuanced as to what all the rest of it was about. So when we're talking about doing a favor or we're talking about the, the, the information about Biden's son or whatever, we have to take that in context. And in context, what we're talking about is also the government that Ukraine had in place. The, okay, the president- now, to be honest, you know, I, I didn't, I think, I thought I covered this earlier, is that this candidate- You did. That is, but that's a, but, yeah, but, but that, don't, that don't mean shit. He won. So you have to just give, give that up. He won. He uh, won. Again, to be honest, because I know you don't really pay attention to non-American things by choice. Ukraine is known as one of the most corrupt governments on the planet. And so what's different now? Right? That's what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is whatever they were talking, first and foremost, I gave you the last three sentences before the, the asking to purchase javelins. That was the last three sentences. Right. So I'm reading verbatim from the transcript. Right, I'm reading as along far with as the you. CD things going on in Ukraine, that's a known known. That's not, that's not new. That's, that's I get what the Ukraine so, is. That's why this guy was able to win on right. an anti-corruption platform. Right. And, so, and so then the idea here is that any, any conversation that, that Trump is having with him about whatever's going on was prior to him being there. So anything, anything that, that Biden's son or even Biden, because there are allegations that Biden had something to do with a billion dollars that, they, I mean, I remember this from Obama's campaign. I mean, Obama presidency, there was something that he was trying to hold a billion dollars from Ukraine about dealing with some things that were going on with his son too. So all I'm saying is that we have to keep in context whether or not I'm right. We have to at least, we have to at least consider that what Trump is talking about in this conversation has also to do with the fact that Ukraine had some seedy characters who were in place and that those people needed to be gone first. And I, now we can proceed because that's how I'm seeing it. Okay, so, you know, the Bidens are currently under no active criminal investigation. Sure. Uh, these, are Repu- these are Republican talking points. Everything involving uh, Hunter Biden, which is Joe Biden's son, and, and his dealings with CrowdStrike has been debunked by multiple news sources. I direct you to the New York Times and Washington Post. This has already been looked into. There's no, there's no there there. There's no smoking gun, as Republicans would so say. So then why, use a, so word, why is, use a word like investigate then? If there's, exactly. if there's, if there's nothing to look fact, into... Hold on. If there's nothing to look into, why use the word investigate? Why would Trump use the word investigate? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because this guy is so up Putin's ass, despite literally the entire intelligence committee telling him that it was Russia that interfered in the election. This fool has decided it was Ukraine. That's why he said your servers are there. Because one of the Republican talking points is that it wasn't Russia that interfered the election. It was Ukraine that, in, that infiltrated, you know, interfered with the election and infiltrated the Democratic National uh, Convention's servers. And that's impossible to believe, right? Pretty much. So <laughs> let's move on. Um, so there are a couple things here. Now, you can read the whole thing, and I encourage you to do so. You know, it's a five-page transcript. But what we do know, be honest, one thing's for, sure, well, one thing's for certain. When the, Ukra- when the Ukrainian president talked about military aid, the very first thing that Donald Trump said after being informed about the need for more military aid was, I need you to do me a favor. Nope, not, not me, us. Do us a favor. Go ahead. Okay, hold on a second. 
Hold on a second, Mr. Honest. Just one second here. I'm just gonna make sure that we're on the same pahina here. Yeah. Okay. So you're right. He just said, I want us to do us a favor. Okay. He's talking about the U.S. Go ahead. Is he? Yes. Go ahead. Who's doing us a favor by having an investigation? How do you spell us? By having an investigation? (laughs) Be honest. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Okay. What is Rudolph Giuliani's role in the executive branch? Can you tell me? Uh, honestly, now I don't know. He's, he's acting as some sort of lawyer, but I don't know if that he's has an official title. To be honest with you, I'm not oh, really let me sure. Let me ask you another question, and I'm glad you said that. Do you know of any, 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 nan, an, an <laughs> client of Rudolph Giuliani? Have you ever heard of one in the United States? No. Nope. An. Just, nope. just one. No. Nope. No. No, you haven't. You know why? Because <laughs> he doesn't practice very much. Seeing he's never had any clients. Yeah. Feel free to Google that. He's never had any clients. That's not an argument. So I'm put that make. aside. So let's just say that Trump's personal lawyer was conducting investigations of Ukraine on behalf of, you said us, right? The United States. Yep. Be honest, what type of security clearance do you think someone should have to do that? To do what? To go and conduct investigations on behalf of the United States as a part of the executive branch. Any security clearance? No, 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 no. See, that's but that's not what this is, though. He's not asking a he's not asking any dignitary from the U.S., any executive from the U.S. He's saying, "Hey, man, what y'all got going on over there? Please figure out what that is because it's something that's not right." I want to help. I want to help you guys. But we talked about the name that was given. Mr. Giuliani has been mentioned. If I were to count his name, it's about thirty-one times. Actually, the president of if, Ukraine mentioned Giuliani first, if I'm not mistaken. Trump mentioned the, the attorney general was there, and then Trump doubles down and says, "Yes, you yeah. know, I'd like you to meet with Mr. Giuliani and also my attorney general. They'll set up a call." So you don't think that Giuliani has a secret clearance? Well, the current head of national security, director of national information, said he's unaware. Of any security clearance that Mr. Giuliani has. Fair enough. I didn't More know. importantly, he doesn't know what Mr. Giuliani is actually doing. To be honest, you wonder who else said he doesn't know what Mr. Giuliani's doing? Who? Mike Pompeo. Okay. Let me ask you a question. So since we're so dead set, we just have to do this. We have to figure this out. What is Trump doing wrong? We're going to find him. We're going to figure it out. We're so dead set on anything. No, no, that no, he- no, no. I'm not I'm talking about that first. I just want to, right now, let's focus on what is Giuliani doing for the United States? Oh, I don't know if that's He's def- a private citizen so far. I don't know if that's so, defined so yet. I'm asking you, is it okay for private citizens to conduct, I guess you could say at, you know, dignitary level, ambassador level, executive level, Communications, investigations on behalf of the United States. Is that okay? Nope, but, so he hasn't, but he hasn't done it yet. So, no, it's not okay, but it hasn't, no, he no, hasn't no, done no, it no, yet. No, 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 no. You're not reading the transcript. He says, I've already talked to Giuliani no, but, about but, this. No, 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 but that was him. So, he can talk to whoever he wants to. Giuliani, he didn't say Trump, you, call, you had Giuliani call me. He said he already spoke to Giuliani. You don't know how that phone call generated. You can't prove that it was and Giuliani then Trump calling. Trump says, I will have Giuliani call contact you. you. Exactly. But you don't know uh, what's going to happen. He hasn't done it with yet. My attorney general. But he hasn't done it yet. So, we got Giuliani, he's mentioned in this report. And, and again, I haven't read the whole thing verbatim because this is not that type of show. Right. Giuliani's mentioned, I believe, 31 times. 
Okay. As someone that's acting on behalf of the United States to conduct this investigation, a private citizen that neither the Secretary of State nor the head of national security knows whether or not they have any security clearance, let alone what they are doing on behalf, allegedly, of the United States. So Giuliani represents himself as Donald Trump's lawyer. Okay, Donald Trump's lawyer. Not, not, the, not the United States lawyer, right, Donald Trump's. Right, exactly. Not the United States president's lawyer, Donald Trump's lawyer. So you're telling me that a citizen has to ask permission to do an investigation. I don't think so. A citizen must be authorized by the United States to conduct the business of the United States on foreign soil. There you go. You know better than that. That's you- why you have security clearance. Why do you have security clearance? Because you want to make sure that you're not dealing with someone who's in the pocket beholden to a foreign nation. Right, That's why you have security clearance. You want to make sure that they are entitled to be able to handle our national secrets our national inf- our information and do so without compromising the United States. That's why you have security clearance. Very good. I'm not sure that Hunter Biden had a security clearance when he was doing his personal business over there that had a lot of that had a lot of it's weight. It's not about Hunter Biden. We're talking about an it's investigation. Not, it's not about brokered. Hunter Biden. No, it's not. No, oh, I thought it was. Hunter and Biden that's the problem. Is over in Ukraine with working a job as a private citizen, just as if you be honest, were decide to uproot from where you are, right. move to Ukraine and start working there. That's the same thing. Hunter Biden doesn't work with Ukrainian government. Right. But He's a private citizen how, working for a private company. Yeah, but it, but that's what I'm saying. There were allegations that it wasn't just a private citizen working for a private company. He was using his dad's office to kind of put a little weight on what was actually happening over there. Why do you and, think he's and, using his dad's and, office? The same reason you think Trump did something with the whistleblower. What I'm saying is, why are we only talking about the fact that Trump made that, that request and we're not talking about what Trump was requesting be done because what Trump was requesting be done is of equal importance to me as him asking for their favor. that a private citizen of the United States, Rudolph Giuliani, who has no security clearance at the Secretary of State who normally conducts these types of things nor the head of national security who's normally aware of these types of things. National security includes the CIA. Right. They don't know what, if any, security clearance he has and they don't know what the hell he's doing. Right. But what I'm, ex- what I'm explaining to you is we're still not talking about what Trump wanted investigated. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying Trump isn't ne- couldn't, couldn't be found guilty and couldn't be impeached and couldn't be wrong. What I'm saying is, can we also consider that he's whistleblowing whatever's going on with uh, the Bidens or any of that corrupt Ukraine government that was there before. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying so two things can be true, right? right isn't that so what all the liberals honest, isn't that what all the liberals say? Two things can be true? That's what they are. You, you guys are always saying. Two things can be true. Uh, no, We're not a monolith. Sharp We're not a monolith. Two things can be true. I, I, that's just the stuff I hear y'all. That, that's what out. Shannon Sharp says to be to be direct with you. But be honest, <laughs> so let's just let's just paint a different let's paint a, a broader picture, if you will. Okay. So remember when I started this by saying that the United States gives hundreds of million dollars of aid to the Ukraine. You remember when I said that? Yeah, I remember you saying that, yes. So the last amount of money, I believe it was about $300 million, was approved by the Senate to go to the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So one week before this call, guess what happens to that money? It's held up. It's held up. Mitch McConnell, leader of the Senate, majority leader, says he doesn't know why it got held up. Chuck Schumer sure as fuck doesn't know why it got held up. So nobody knows anything. Fucking nobody kidding. knows you gotta be why the 300 me. or so million earmarked for Ukrainian defense was held up about a week before this call. You gotta be kidding me. 
Nobody knows anything. Got you. Nobody knows why the executive branch, Donald Trump, put a hold on this $300 million to Ukraine a week before this call. And nobody said anything. So let's put the call in context. Okay. The call in context is, I'm the president of a country that Russian tanks are rolled on my borders. Where the fuck's my money? I got to buy defense. I got to feed my soldiers. I need this money, man. Oh, come on. That's speculation. How, B? How's it speculating? What am I speculation, speculating about? Because what you're... One thing Trump said was true. What? We give to them far more than any other ally they have. Yeah, agreed. So we've held that money up. Yeah. They got tanks rolling right now. You can go to BBC. You can go to, you know, whatever you think's a, an unbiased news source and, and, and look into Russia and Ukrainian conflict. Yep. The tanks are rolling. Yes. So one week before this, you've cut my money off. I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I got to figure out what the fuck. Right. You want me? You want me to do what? A favor? No, 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 no. Um, yeah, no. sure. But don't. Yeah, but, man. but see now, now you're gonna combine those. What I'm saying is, is that just like two things can be true in the other scenario, two things can be true here as well. It could be also true that that there are corrupt situations in Ukraine, and therefore something needs to be settled before this money continues flowing. Oh, okay. So you're saying you agree, and you're doing this digging the swamp, and and you're you're gonna get these guys out of here. The prosecutor, all this stuff, all the corruption that I've seen going on, you're gonna take care of all that. That's what this phone call is about. Your this phone call is about you verifying that you're gonna do the things necessary to get your country in order before we continue giving y'all money because we're not even sure that the right people are getting the money when we send it to you guys because there's so much corruption going on there. That that could be also true. Just one fucking problem. At the time of this call, Joe Biden is leading by double digits as the likely competitor coming out of the Democratic Party to challenge Donald Trump for office. Let's let's put this transcript away. Let's go to the investigation. By the way, this investigation of the whistleblower's report was conducted by the ICG. Let me look up who the ICG is because the ICG, ironically enough, was appointed by one Donald Trump. Right. So Donald Trump's appointee is tasked with trying to figure out what the fuck this whistleblower is talking about in connection with whatever. Because at this point, well, you know, before we found all this out, it was unclear if it was about the transcript or if it wasn't. So I believe the ICG is Wilbur Ross, appointed by Donald Trump. What does ICG stand for? Oh, hold on a second. I don't even know what that does. I don't even know what that office is. Well, it's underneath the DNI. Okay. It's immediately underneath so it's still, the DNI. So it's still national ICG security. ICG means, huh? It's still national security. Okay. Right. So he's immediately under direct under the director. And so he's tasked with putting together uh, this actual, he's, he's going to investigate this complaint and figure out what's what and if it makes sense and if, you know. So... There's a report that's generated. Normally, when there's a whistleblower report of any type reported by anyone in the uh, national security branch, that report has to be given over to the uh, House and Senate committees on intelligence within seven days of the report. That's normally what's done. All right. Always has been. Matter of fact, it's such a normal course of dealing that even whistleblowing allegations that they decide, they being the investigating people, feel are not credible. Nothing even, are also still forwarded to these committees in the House and the Senate. So this was not. 
This was not given um, until last week. I told you the call happened in July. All right. Uh, so Richard Burr, chairman of the Select Committee on Intelligence. Well, actually, that's not true. So this was supposed to be sent to Adam Schiff, who's the head of the uh, Committee on Intelligence. And uh, Richard Burr was the chairman of the uh, Committee on Intelligence. So we both the House and Senate versions of this. First sentence, this is regarding the whistleblower allegations. I am reporting an urgent concern. I have received information from multiple, uh, multiple United States government officials that the President of the United States is using power of his office to solicit interference from a foreign country in the 2020 U.S. election. This interference includes, among other things, pressuring a foreign country to investigate one of the president's main domestic political uh, rivals. The president's personal lawyer, Mr. Rudolph Giuliani, is a central figure in this effort. Attorney General Barr also appears to be involved as well. Over the past four months, more than half a dozen U.S. officials have informed me of various facts related to this effort. The information provided here was relayed to me in the course of official interrogancy, interagency business. It is routine for United States officials with responsibility for a particular region or functional portfolio to share such information with one another in order to inform policymaking analysis. I was not a direct witness to most of the events described. However, I found my colleagues' accounts of these events to be credible, and in almost all cases, multiple officials recounted fact patterns that were consistent with one another. In addition, a variety of information consistent with these private accounts has been reported publicly. What does that mean? That means that they leaked the, that this was about the phone call. I am deeply concerned if the actions described below constitute a serious or flagrant problem, abuse, or violation of law or executive order. Did I mention this is Trump's appointee? Yep. That does not include differences of opinion concerning policy matters. Consistent with the definition of urgent concern, I am therefore fulfilling my duty to report this information through proper legal channels and to the relevant authorities, which would be not only the House and Senate Committees on Intelligence, but also the FBI. I'm also concerned that these actions pose risk to the United States national security and undermine the United States government's efforts to deter and counter foreign interference in the United States elections. To the best of my knowledge, the entirety of this statement is unclassified when separated from the classified enclosure. Classified enclosure, I presume, is going to be the transcript of the call. So, back to the call. So this is what the president's man, his view of the call that you told me your view about. He says, quote unquote, multiple White House officials with direct knowledge of the call informed me that after an initial exchange of pleasantries, the president used the remainder of the call to advance his personal interests. Namely, he sought to pressure the Ukrainian leader to take actions to help the president's 2020 re-election bid. Hmm. The president also praised the Ukrainian's prosecutor general, Mr. Yuri Lysenko, and suggested that Mr. Zelensky might want to keep him in his position. Didn't read that part to you guys. The White House officials when I say White House officials, to be honest, who am I talking about? Democrats? Are Democrats White House officials in the <laughs> Trump administration? I would They're say not. no. The White House officials who told me this information were deeply disturbed by what transpired in the phone call. 
they had witnessed the president abuse his office for personal gain. Hmm. So White House officials, President's men. Based on my understanding, there were approximately a dozen White House officials who listened to the call, a mixture of policy officials and duty officers in the White House Situation Room. Situation Room? Sounds serious, huh? As is customary. Okay, then he goes and names another name who's on it. Okay, in the days following the call, I learned from multiple U.S. officials that senior White House officials had intervened to, quote, lock down all records of the phone call especially the official word-for-word transcript of the call. White House officials told me that, quote, they were directed by White House lawyers to remove the electronic transcript from the computer system in which such transcripts are typically stored. So we've got them, we've got people who listen to the call who say, wow, this seems bad. We should probably, we got to get rid of this call. Be honest, have you heard about what was done with the call that was moved? Have you heard it? You know anything about that? I didn't hear that, no. So let me let me uh, recount. So whenever there's official call, there's official recordings and official transcripts, they're normally stored in a certain place. By tradition, they've already been stored. They've all, they're always stored in the same place by tradition. They being the president's calls. These This call in particular that we know for a fact, and how do we know it's for a fact? Because the White House lawyers have come out and said, yes, we did move these, the transcript and these calls. We did move this recording. We moved it. They moved it to a server for super-duper top-secret code word national security things. You know, this is the aliens type shit. This is the, you know, the nuclear codes type shit. This is we're about to bomb so-and-so type shit. It has to have a certain type of code word in it to get into that server. Apparently, the White House officials moved this conversation, which has no code words. There was nothing that I read to you that seems to impact, you know, imminent national security sufficient to go into this server. But that's where they dumped this transcript and recording because why? They were concerned about what it said. Again, be honest, because I know you're... You're chomping at the bit to, to, to come up with a, a reasonable explanation for this. I just want to remind you, the person conducting this investigation is the president's appointee. The people that are telling this person, the actual real whistleblowers, the first level whistleblowers, the people who witnessed this shit, are White House officials, meaning the president's people. Six, at least six of the president's people have said, this is not good. This is bad. I need to tell somebody this is bad. And they've told the president's man, hey, this is what happened. And he's corroborated them against each other. And now we have the transcript of the call. We see that the president asked for a favor and asked for essentially an investigation into Joe Biden, the political rival. However you think he got there, that's the upshot of it, is an investigation, my main political rival. And then we have the White House just three days ago. And three days ago, the White House lawyer saying, yes, we did move this to a super secret server which is unusual. All right, be honest. That's what I got for now. So, so tell me how all of this is nothing to see. Okay, so I don't know that it's nothing to see. That's not what I... That's not no, what yeah, I actually, actually, let me do one more before we go, and then I promise. So <laughs> the head of the, of, of the, of the national, uh, national Security, the DNI, was brought in to testify. And you know what he said about this report? 
100% credible. Whether or not he agrees with it, everything was done by the letter of the law as it should be. He holds the person that does this in the utmost esteem, completely nonpartisan, credible. That's what he testified to. All right. So, so be honest. Tell me why. Nothing to see here. All fine. As I said, I don't know that there's nothing to see. And the disadvantage that we have is that we didn't get a chance to actually hear the call. I'm a real big, I'm a real big nuance guy. And reading the transcript at face value, it allows me to impart my ideas of what the words mean and what you know inflection there were on the, on the syllables or the words. So the people who are his White House staff who actually got a chance to hear the call, they have an advantage as to whether or not they think this is serious or not. We don't have that. So I'm only going to go up because, because I know that men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. I can't, I can't believe a person who may have an agenda that would, would, it would serve them. I don't, I don't know what the, what the agenda okay, is or what the plan is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You've talked for a really long time. I, I just have a question about what you just said. Just a quick question. Okay. So, so, so you're telling me that six of the reported White House uh, staffers who are not Democrats had an agenda when they heard what the president said? Yes, to I, report out that they thought something was wrong. They, they, all six of them had an agenda. Possibly, I don't. I don't know that they didn't, and I don't know that the person who's saying that I corroborate this. This is I confirm this person is the highest. I, I don't know what the agenda is. What I'm saying is based on the information that I have, the the transcript evidence, black and white. I see plenty of room for nuance. I see plenty of room for things to be looked at from multiple directions. What I do know about our current media and our current political landscape is that a lot of people are lying or they're blowing things out of proportion or they're stretching the truth or they're deciding, they're speculating nuance or they're speculating uh, influence. But what I'm saying is what I know based on black and white of that transcript is that that can go a lot of different ways. When you add the when you add the fallible human in, especially a Republican, because he's chosen a side, I don't know where it goes from there. The agenda could be who knows what. All I'm saying is is that the transcript itself, which is what we're talking about, or the phone call itself, could have been. It could be perfectly obvious. And if I heard that phone call, maybe I'd be agreeing with you right now. Oh, yeah, this dude is tripping, blah, 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 whatever. And you know what? On the transcript, he's still tripping a little bit. Like, it's not even, I'm not saying that there's no issue here. But what I'm also saying is that it's possible that we need to be investigating more than just whether or not he said, let me get a favor for these, these, these weapons. Because there's something else he's digging at. What, why are we not looking at what he's digging at as well? That's, so that's how I feel about it. I, I hear what you're saying. There are plenty of people who are on board. They happen to be Republicans right now, which is cool. I get what you're, I get what you're trying, to, I get what you're trying to, to, to combine into this argument that there's got to be right if his own people are saying that, but you're thinking that these are his own people. I remember him being on that debate stage and giving everybody a, a, a fucked up nickname. These aren't his people. They, they, they also think that they finally got him. So maybe they're jumping ship now because they want to still remain in politics because you know if Donald Trump get Trump gets burned, all these people get get burned. Let me remind our listeners and you King Kuntime, I know you already know this, but let me remind you guys. Al Capone did horrendous things, but they got him on tax evasion. So it's possible for Trump to fall, but it's going to be something and if it's something silly like this and you see it coming, why not get out of the way? So that's what may be happening here. People are saying, you know what? They may get him on this one. Let me get out of here. I still don't know 
based on the information that I've been given from their documents that all the things that they're saying are 100% true. People lie. And I'm sure that all what this will come out. All the allegations being in separately corroborated one by one, it seems, every day. What, okay, what do you mean by allegations corroborated one by one? Say what you mean, explain what you mean by that. So the first allegation, it's about this call with Ukraine. Right. The transcripts released okay. about a call with Ukraine. Okay. Next allegation is White House officials, the White House lawyers moved this from the regular server to a super top secret one that is normally not used for this. Okay. White House lawyers, a few days later saying, yeah, we did that. Okay. To be honest, what's worse, the crime or the cover-up? Uh, Jimmy Mack would say the cover-up. Right now, we have cover-ups of cover-ups. We've got the Attorney General that's been implicated. By the way, uh, Rudolph Giuliani uh, has said that you know Mike Pompeo is aware of what he does. Right. And Attorney General Barr was implicated directly in the transcript. And so Mike Pompeo has now received three separate subpoenas right. from various House committees. Uh, Attorney, General Barr, Attorney General Barr is going to be subpoenaed as well. Rudolph Giuliani is going to be subpoenaed. Rudolph Giuliani recently said that he can't testify unless the president lets him, right. which is interesting. Um, so what I presume is that if these people show up, they're going to try to assert executive privilege over any conversations they had. You want to know the problem with that? Please. Here's how privilege works in the legal field. When privilege, hypothetically, when something, someone asserts a privilege, the privilege is only good unless and until it's waived. Do you know how privileges are normally waived? By the person? A third party finds out about it. doesn't ah. matter how. So long as a third party has it, there's no privilege. So in this situation, we're talking about the phone call for Ukraine. Remember who I told you released the transcript? The White House. Uh, Donald Trump's people. So the privilege is gone. Right. So you so all things involving this call with the Ukraine. Let me ask you a question then. Do you think that he was just arrogant and that's why he released the call? Yes. Really? Really? Yes. You think that he's that uh, he uncalculated? Was, you really yeah, believe he's of, just arrogant and released a phone a phone transcript of something that could potentially imprison him? Yeah, a lot of uh, there's been reports that. that most of the people in his uh, cabinet didn't want him to do it, including Mike Pence. Then I read a report today that it may have been Mitch McConnell who convinced him to release it. Here's how you know Trump's fucked. Um, the call for releasing the transcript was a joint call between both branches, both the Democrats and Republicans in the Senate, which includes Mitch McConnell. So this was released. Um, the uh, the investigation about this, the report was released. Articles of impeachment have been you know, initiate it. Right. The DNI was already call, called in and the DNI was able to corroborate some, but he tried to claim executive privilege in most of it. But one of the things that the DNI made very, very clear is that this report is credible and done to the letter of the law and he has nothing but the utmost faith in, support in the ICG, who was appointed by Trump that conducted this investigation right. that, that determined this was a credible and urgent threat. So... so Urge, okay, so let's talk about urgent threat then. Because again, like I say, people blow shit way out of proportion. Threat. Threat to what? Be honest. And give me I the short answer. Give like me the, the short Google answer. Things. Give me the short answer. Give me a threat to what? Wait, wait, I, know you, I know you like the Google things. I do. I know you've stayed at a Holiday Inn or two. But you and I 
unless there's a whole other side of you that I don't know, don't know shit about national security. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, anything I tell you about national security, I'm probably spitballing. Well, I mean, at one point, so, I, did ha- I did have a NATO top secret clearance in my position because I was in the military. Oh, you did? Well, yeah. I didn't know that, Biana. So in that case, I'm going to bring you back to it. So you have career national intelligence individuals like the ICG who are telling you it's a credible, urgent threat. So however you want to define it, however it's used in security circles is how it's meant. That could be the layman, common person definition you're seeking from me, or it could be something else. All I know is that in any case, I'm going to defer on issues of national security to people who do, for their entire career, 30 plus years, national security. Right. So you and I can spitball about it, but the truth of the matter is, the national security people have agreed. Credible and urgent. Threat. Threat. Yeah. So I told you earlier that this, this complaint was not given to the Senate or House committees within the seven-day time frame. Remember that? You, or you may already know that. No, Did you know that? Yes, because it happened in July and it's now September. So it was given to the head of the National Security. Do you want to know the first place he took the complaint? Tell me. The White House. You want to know the second place he took the complaint? Tell me. The Department of Justice. So, Donald Trump and Attorney General Barr are in the transcript. Be honest, do you know how often you take evidence of a conspiracy to the target of the conspiracy as part of the investigation? Uh, I would say, um, unless you're trying to get something money or something, you never would. So he did that, and he testified. He was asked, why? Why did you do this? Why did you break with the entire tradition of this? As long as we've had it, all whistleblower complaints, even ones you don't think are credible, have been routinely turned over to the Senate and House committees. You know what he said? This is a very unusual situation, and he wanted to make sure that they weren't covered by executive privilege. What's the problem with that? Sounds good to me. It means that it's only by happenstance we were able to get this because if, they, if, if executive privilege was asserted, right. it doesn't come out. The only thing we're hoping is that someone who knew this happened leaks it. And you're telling me you don't think Trump understood that fully? No, absolutely. It's very clear he did not. Wow. Matter of fact, even after he, before he released the transcript, he tried to quote unquote work out a deal, work out something with Pelosi. Alleged, so, no, allegedly. I don't, I don't allegedly. he understood the, what he was involved in. And I don't think, I think he, he reads the transcript the way you're pretending you read it. The one way I'm pretending okay. who read it. What? Yeah, I don't believe you really are reading it that way. I think you're trying to give the best, you know, devil's advocate of how you could read it. But I think Trump actually reads it the way you are, is that he thought <laughs> he's investigating a credible, you know, you know, threat that people on Fox and Friends say they want to know about because that's all he watches. Right. And so that's what he was doing. He's even read, you know, Fox and Friends, you know, idea that it wasn't the Russians, notwithstanding what all of his security uh, everyone in security has told him, right. national security. 
he's decided it's the Ukrainians. So yeah, be honest. You, you keep wanting there to be some master plan. I, I think yeah, that he... I, I just don't think there is. I think we've been <laughs> flying by the seat of our pants for two years. It's a goddamn miracle. Neither one of us have looked outside. There's a fucking mushroom cloud. I can't wait until the hearings because I think that his defense should be, he can't be the whistleblower. I'm the whistleblower. And he's like, I was trying to whistleblow on this Biden thing, this corruption over there. I'm the whistleblower. I can't wait to that. That's going to be well, fun. Be honest, I'm glad you said that because apparently Adam Schiff, the head of the... Uh, Congressional Special uh, Intelligence Committee is saying that they are tentative, they have a tentative agreement for the actual whistleblower to come in and testify next week. Ooh, juicy. Okay, so look, here's the thing, right? I don't, I'm not disrespecting anything that you said. The things that you that you've presented tonight are they they hold weight. They're not incredible ideas. I'm just saying that we have a history, especially recently, of blowing things out of proportion and making the most of threats that aren't necessarily threats. So, is it wrong for the president to have asked for favors from another foreign dignitary? I don't know that it's wrong for him to ask for favors. Is it wrong for him to ask for favors dealing with hurting his opponent in the election? I don't know that it's wrong for him to ask for that. Is it wrong for him to trade secrets of national security? Yes. What are we talking about the threat? So the threat is that we're not going to elect Joe Biden? Fuck Joe Biden. I don't give a shit if Joe Biden gets elected. He needs to run on a better campaign. He needs to run on better principles. He needs to have a better policies. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if, if you're telling me that Trump asking someone, hey, man, what was that? What was all that shit about uh, the Bidens and over there? If you're telling me that that's going to hurt Joe Biden in his campaign, his campaign is weak as fuck. And I'm not sure that's a matter of national security. That's just what I'm saying. That's my personal opinion. Now, as far as the transcripts go and as far as the impeachment process goes, you may have something here. If all that checks out and everything is corroborated the way they're saying it is and everybody's confirming that this is a real threat and whatever and it's, and it's voted on, this is a very real thing. And I think Trump should be worried. Absolutely. That is not the same thing as how I feel about the transcript being black and white and having a lot of nuance. But I agree with you. There's a lot of, there's a lot of meat here and they're going to get something off the bone. And if it's not an impeachment, it's going to be something very, very close to an impeachment. I will agree with you there. I don't know that I feel like what Trump did was a threat to the United States. Two things. Oh, I saw Auntie Maxine on MSNBC with Chris Matthews and she said something that was interesting but not really that they already have in the house the votes to 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 impeach meaning they would send the case to senate so we're already at a clinton impeachment he's going to be impeached i doubt he'll be removed but let's go back to the national security issue every whoa, podcast, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on no no let's not go there yet so maxine water comes on tv and propagandizes that they already have these votes. We're going to sell this, this image to you guys because public opinion is where things are won or lost nowadays. You know that. So she comes on TV to say we already have it. Does that sound like that makes sense? Shut the fuck up, Maxine Waters. Let, this, let it come out in, in the way it's supposed to come out. You don't have any business being on TV talking about one way or the other because that's just propaganda. Whether it's true or whether it's not, your job is not to come out and create a shift in public opinion or whatever it is the idea was that you were on TV. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm reclaiming my time. 
Um, <laughs> so every podcast is someone's first podcast. We've talked about it here. We've talked about in the Slack room. You don't agree with voting in federal elections. So when you talk about national security, what we're talking about is not specifically Joe Biden and his strength of his campaign, which as we record here today, he's at a dead heat with Elizabeth Warren and most places that matter. But what we're talking about is having foreign governments influence our elections as we vote for the most, the highest job, the most important job in the United States. That is the security threat. The DNI How to testify. is that influencing? Listen, How is that influencing? On, though you're hold not, on. you're not saying what it the is. The DNI though. testified that the greatest threat to this country, the DNI, Trump's appointee, not the one that conducted the investigation, but his boss, said the greatest threat to the United States, and you can go look this up. It's in the what he said at the hearing four days ago. The greatest threat to the United States is election interference from a foreign country. <laughs> I laugh at that. That's re fucking ridiculous. And if you believe that too, okay, man. just because he said it, you're kind of ridiculous too. If you believe that that's our greatest threat, that's our greatest threat, that's our greatest threat. That. That, that is our greatest threat. In America, our greatest threat is... Somebody having information about another political campaign, uh, uh, another uh, politician that's running for president is our greatest threat. Influence, that's not what I said. But, uh, but him asking for a favor of investigating what happened over there is not influence. They're not, they're not, not influencing our, the way, our election. The DNI did not agree with that. The DNI is not sure that there's anything to see here. Right. What I'm telling you is that the DNI, who's head of national security, said that's the greatest threat ah, is election influence. And that's not what this is. But I, okay, so I see what you're saying. He didn't say that this was election influence, but the greatest threat is election influence. I still don't agree with that. That's fucking ridiculous. That is not well, our greatest threat. You don't have threat. to be honest, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but you don't run security in the United States. Obviously, neither you does he. You are not a career security officer. Sorry, intelligence officer. Obviously, that's neither not, does he. It's just not who you are. It's not what you've done. Right. I'll tell you something else. But that's why we have a democracy podcast, and everybody's opinion matters, right? I've, in the time we've had this podcast, you've made it very clear that you don't pay attention to or care to know anything about geopolitical politics. You don't. So your opinion is that of a lay person who doesn't care about any of this stuff. By the way, that's mostly Republican base. Guess what? Most Guess Americans... What? I'm not influenced by it either. independents and moderates find this very disturbing and want the articles of impeachment to go forward. The fact that Maxine Waters says there's enough votes, you know, we already knew that. What we do want is Did the we? facts. Just the facts. We oh want my the God. facts. You what want happened? the facts? No, you don't. You want emotion. You want people saying, oh my God, this is awful. We have to do something. We have to impeach because that is what is provocative. You know what I'm saying? It gets people going. Yeah, I love it. This layperson that you're talking about on the other end of this microphone is probably one of the better people to talk about this because I don't have any influence from the Democrats or the Republicans or from whatever it is that you get your influence from or where you get your propaganda from. So you're saying that this person who was a career security person, I know plenty of people with fucked up lives that have high positions. You do Trump too. Trump appointees both found these credible threats I get at the you. highest levels of national Let's security. Let's just see how it plays out. Let's just see how it plays out. I, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer you back to the last time we were here, which was Clinton. The initial 
impeachment inquiry was about Whitewater. They got him on a blowjob. I think you and I both know, just based on what we can presume, if we turn over some rocks, we're going to find a lot of shit that's going to be in excess of someone lying about a blowjob. And you know what? And we're I also can't gonna... wait. We're going to be here and we're going to go through it. I think Trump knows where a lot of those rocks are too. So a lot of people who are talking this, this smack should be careful as well. Got a pocket full of stones. <laughs> they going to get his ass, be honest. I hear you. And I cannot wait. Every Sunday, I'm sorry, every Monday, I'm going to be serving up crow for you. Going to have a barbecued, deep fried, rotisserie, right. broiled. It only took sauteed, you guys four years. Sous vide, reverse charred. We're going to roll through this article's impeachment. My only problem is that they probably going to get him impeached in the House probably by December. That's, what, my, that's my guess. What's more likely, though? What's more likely? That this is going to go through unscathed like you think it is, or it's going to be just like every other time you've been on here talking about, they're getting, it's over. It's happening. And it was never happening. And it was never over. It just kept oh, it's going. it's happening now, man. I hear you. <laughs> oh, you shit, said it's you, happening now. You said that before. Yeah. Between that and Spider-Man coming back to the MCU. You said all that before. You said all that before. It's been a great week. <laughs> you said all yeah, of that. Good. I hope you like Crow. It's going to be mm-mm good. Right. Here's another reason why I have to move fast. Because the Mueller report took too fucking long and people's opinion changed. Just because we don't have an attention span. I mean, fuck. When there's a mass shooting after three weeks, you forget it. So three weeks is a they, long. They that's have not to strike while the iron's hot. Quicker than three weeks. Probably what they're going to do. Huh? I said quicker than three weeks. It's usually like a week and a half probably. tops. Yeah. It's probably right after you type thoughts and prayers. <laughs> right. But anyway, I can't wait. Buckle in. It's going to be great. At the very least, we're getting a Clinton impeachment. Hard for a moderate to vote for a candidate that's been impeached. That's true. And McConnell already released 300 or so million dollars for our election security. They going to get his ass. If he was smart, you know what he would do? Resign? He would resign now because that would give Pence time to pardon him for anything. Yeah. Yeah. So once the articles get started and he finds out what the charges are, because uh, there's going to be more than one charge. There's normally two, three, four. Once he finds out what those are, you know, he should, you know, he should step down and give Pence time to pardon him because if he loses... The statute of limitations on a lot of this shit hasn't run yet. Right. So, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's hey, not, y'all. Yours that's, truly. You know, smash word uh, legal advice, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yours truly. <laughs> you might want to think about resigning. You know, I was... Richard Nixon was a real close friend of mine. You know, he came to a game or two but when I was playing for Buffalo. And, you know, we talked about this. And he really said it's probably the best thing he'd done. You know, like he was able to get a turnaround. People love a great comeback story. That's right. OJ's going to tweet about this, and I can't wait. Right. Hey, look. Well, this is actually probably the first show we've ever had where we didn't talk about anything but political stuff. This is important, man. This is history. You got to at least agree with that. This is fucking history. Absolutely. I didn't think I'd get a second one of these. Absolutely. This is history. And, and you're right. The, the obvious thing to do would be for him to resign. Whether it's true, false, he's guilty, innocent, it doesn't really matter at this point. He's, his, this, the, the, the stakes are far too high 
for him not to resign and get pardoned. Like, like nigga, do you want to spend your last few years in prison? <laughs> right. Because if the Democrats win and, the, and you get impeached, Republicans are going to have to drop you. By the way, there's a turmoil at Fox. They're now starting to split because they don't know how this is going to break. So what I'm saying is a lot of people could be coming for him if he loses the election. He needs to get pardoned. Right. Agree. That's we what we agree there. We agree there wholeheartedly, 100%. But Willie, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, man. This is Spider-Man. Great week. Next week's going to be even better. Black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white.